Welcome back, Modern Commerce. John and I are at it again, and this time we're in person. John, it's good to see you. Is it good to see me? It's all right. It's great. Well, today we have a wonderful episode planned for you. We are going to be discussing how you can more effectively network with other humans in your life. Yes. Uh, before we do that, you know we got to touch on a very important topic, which would be our sponsor read so we'll be right back what's up everybody this is john and casey from modcom and i have to show you something all right this tool is called wicked reports it's one of the best attribution tools i've ever seen because of this feature called funnel vision it breaks up your roas into top middle and bottom of funnel so i'm here in my facebook ads account and checking out this campaign v-day sale i'd probably be cutting this thing right if i was looking in ads manager or if i was looking at first touch attribution i'd be like you suck 0.18 roas you're out. Uh, but if I look at it middle funnel, it's like one of the best closers. If I look at it bottom of funnel, it's one of the best closers. So that campaign is closing. I got to keep it running. I got to adjust the targeting in there and I got to adjust the creative in there. You know what I'm saying, Casey? John, if you look at the top campaign here, this four pack lob rolls, uh, you can see actually the exact opposite effect. It's, it's bringing people into the account, into this world really effectively, but it's not that closing type. So you kind of need a little bit of both, right? Like this is Can't the Kobe. Close. One you described as the shack, together they make beautiful harmony in your ad account. Yeah, that one's lobbing it up. The other one's throwing it down. If you want to find out which of your campaigns are Kobe's, which ones are Shaq's, and which ones you should just cut entirely, don't even give them a roster spot, go to wickedreports.com and click the book a demo button. And we're back at it. John, we're in Vegas for a conference. Yeah. Perfect opportunity to do a live in-person episode of our podcast i'm excited about it we don't get to hang out as much as i'd like to uh great to see you like i said john what's been your favorite part of our trip here at this conference honestly it has been seeing you i just i'll say it i know it's a little weird it's a little weird uh aside from that though i think it's different because uh we haven't been to a conference like this in a lot we've been to a lot of like marketing conferences specifically this is a podcasting conference right like so it's a little different we've been to affiliate stuff we've been to uh e-commerce stuff and, and they're they're different kinds of people like we went to one of the parties yesterday and it was like oh oh these people are being much more professional than we're used to like usually at these things everybody's Oh, yeah, exactly. I would say, I mean, marketers are extremely professional in one way. They're, I would just actually just use the word like aggressive. <laughs> marketers are very performance oriented and it's like work hard, play hard. They're a little more, uh, everything's on their sleeves already. You know what I mean? Right. And at the podcasters, I think you can imagine a lot of people do their podcasts alone, yeah. remote, like kind of got their headphones on. They're sitting there. Like, it's like they turn their on. bubble. They're yeah, they their turn bubble. it on and they right. turn it off. And uh, I, I think but not everybody there is a podcaster either. Like there's some people from big companies that like Sirius XM, like iHeartRadio, like, so for like, sure. they're like being very work approach. They're like on a work trip that their company's paying for, which I guess we are too. But like, it, it's like, it's a little different. It's not so independent for them. They work for a big corporation. It feels like a middle school dance. Honestly, it's like, if you went to a club, a Vegas nightclub, and we're, but we're, what you're watching is a middle school dance where like some people kind of stand on the side and some people dance like on their own, but nobody's grinding. It's very strange. It is very unique, strange. unique without a doubt. Uh, but that did kind of trigger, trigger some idea. inspiration for this topic we're going to discuss. 
which I think is actually it's something we we realized once we came up with it that we potentially have overlooked this as a topic yeah. that we probably should have covered by now because like you said as marketers we went to plenty of conferences but maybe it was just when you're actually at marketing based uh you know events like this we don't naturally think like how does this adapt to what the podcast will do it's more like right. we might take some of this and make it some content we'll want to talk about on the podcast but being at a podcast conference, I think we actually think about like what, uh, you know, we're thinking about everything about a podcast, what goes into it. And that's where it kind of hit like, oh, we've never talked about this. Like we're so headspacey, like right mindset on this podcast. Networking, at least for me, if I don't come into it with the right mindset, it's just not going to go well. And well, the right mindset and probably a few drinks. Let's, for you. let's be honest. That's it's just if, there, if, if you don't have some social lubricant then you're just at home still right? yeah or in the hotel yeah you know absolutely but, uh i yeah no i think it's so so i think that it is an important topic that i haven't talked about a lot i would say i wouldn't say i'm particularly good at networking right um by my own standards but i think other people would say i am but i will say this i do think i've had relative success uh, in my career, in my businesses and stuff like that. And I can tie all of said success to a relationship. And really that's a, that's the long and short of it. It's like, at the end of the day, every big win I've had, every success I've had, everything that I've been able to achieve, accomplish, whatever. And that's not, I'm, I'm not Elon Musk by any means, but like, that's all, and that's all come from a relationship. It's not come from my skills. Uh, my skills have helped, but I don't even get the chance. I don't even get the opportunity to use the skills without the relationship building. Um, there's somebody I, I heard on a podcast once that said like, and that's proximity to other successful people is the number one indicator of success as defined by pretty much any measurables, right? Like you could use whatever criteria you want. Still, the number one indicator is proximity to other successful people. So mentors, like peers who also are motivated to be successful, that kind of thing. So at the end of the day, this is maybe like the number one most important skill you can have relationship building in whatever it is you want to do and be good at. Very good point. It's impossible to look at yourself completely objectively, right? Like there's no way to do that, even if you feel like you can and can't. Uh, you are wrong. Uh, but I have heard uh, something pretty similar. <clears throat> if you want to get a decent idea of like who you are as a person, try to take the average of yeah. the five people you spend the most time with, and you're somewhere you're near somewhere there. In the middle of there. That's yeah. a decent indicator. Probably better uh, projection of who you are than your gut reaction of who you are. You're like, I'm you're my own story. Right. Everybody, people are drawn to me. I have this animal magnetism. Like. <laughs> That is exactly what I think about myself. I mean, you know, this stuff. that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it. Um, All right. So diving into the meat and potatoes a little bit more here, we're talking about networking. And we thought the right way to divide this conversation up might be into different styles, different places you might find yourself in environments, yeah. different environments. Thank you. Uh, first of which, well, all three real quick. Uh, one would be like at events, because that's what triggered this. That's yeah. where we'll start. We're also going to touch on if it's targeted, uh, specifically like there's somebody you specifically want to reach out to and network. Yeah. What are what's best for that environment? And then lastly, 
I don't know how to describe it the best, but at a random setting, kind of happenstance, non-preparedness kind right. of coming in. What should you what should you keep in your bag to be able to pull out right. at any given moment in the generic way for <clears throat> any type of person you might encounter that you deem yeah. somebody you want to get to know? Yeah, you're like, this is a this is a good contact to keep. The context of this conversation is about business, but yeah. I think a lot of this could be taken into just general social life. If you're somebody like me in particular, in an introvert, this could also be labeled like how to, how to social, yeah. how to how to do the social, how to people, how to people stuff, how to, how to do the peopling. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, so step for, one of doing the peopling: leave yep. your house. That's a great first step. I mean, this is the hardest one you and others like you yeah it can happen uh but we are outside of my house we are in vegas we are at a conference the first topic within the topic that we're talking yeah. about is how to effectively network with people at events like the one we're at john what's your first big tip so i would say um the hardest thing is the middle like i was kind of calling it out earlier there is this little there is this sort of like middle middle school danciness about it um so at the end of the day, if you're at a conference, people are at a conference for something. Nobody's there for no reason. Um, and some people are like conference pros, right? Like they're there a lot. And they're, they're, they almost feel like they're there for le like less of a reason because they know it's like, uh, they're just making the rounds, making sure that their contacts see their face and stuff like that. that. But at the end of the day, like there's a reason for them to be there. And that's how everybody is. So everybody's got goals at the conference, right? Everybody, like whether that's, here at a podcasting conference some people are here to try and get sponsors some people are some like people are leading networks and they're trying to get podcasts into their networks right. there's some podcasters who are trying to connect with other podcasters so that they can do guest swaps things like that right um there's some you know service providers or software tools that are trying to sell their products to podcasters mm -hmm. um so at the end of the day there is going to be some kind of goal but there is this very like nobody wants to be overly transactional about a conversation you know what i'm saying like sure you, nobody wants you like nobody wants to come up to someone and be like hi what's your name hi my name is this what yeah. is your name i'm john uh what are you here for what you looking for i'm here for this what are you here for i'm looking for this nobody wants that because they like that person even if they're an extroverted person and they care about people that person might feel like violated by that conversation they might feel like that you've skipped too many relational steps it's disingenuous just at its core too right like i i don't care about you i care about what are you after does it jive with what i'm after it's just too simplified i'd say too yeah. it, we do a lot of sports metaphors on this and i'm going to get one in early yes if we were drawing up a football play it would never be i throw you the ball and you go that way with it like right. that's just of course, yeah, but that, well, that doesn't tell me anything about what you actually want me to do. Yeah, you just described a passing play. So I think when you, you... like me to run before you give me the ball? Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're simulating, if you're like me, you do stuff like this. You try to simulate maybe a conversation yeah. in, to prepare for it in real life, and you would never want the simulation to go what we just did. Hi, yeah. hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Like, you, you don't want that to happen. Instead, you want to feel like you're connecting with the person in a real honest way. Yeah. And I'd say it's good to come in. It's good to be aware of your objectives coming into a, an event or even into a single conversation maybe, but you don't want to come in with a predetermined way that you want the conversation to go like beat by beat by beat. Right. All about like being in the rhythm and flow of a conversation is letting those beats come to you, feeling it and kind of 
putting it back out there for the other person. Yeah. So I would say a better way to come into a conversation like that is to reference where you are. So like, uh, well, not always reference where you are. So, so one, especially at events, like, I mean, whether it's a local business marketing networking event, not, not marketing, like a local business networking event, or if it's an industry event, conference, something like this, um, the way you approach people on, let's say, you know, vendor floor or at some like organized meetup at two in the afternoon is very different from how you approach people at like the after party at 10 at night or 11 at night or something like that. Um, because the after party is going to be a different environment. It's probably going to be loud. There's like, you can't really have a conversation with them there. Right. So it's like, you can't come up and, and use some sort of nuanced conversation, uh, to do it, but a better way to like get into that, like, hi, who are you? What are you after? Uh, hi, who here's who I am. Here's what I'm after. Is that good with you? Like you can, if you feel like, honestly, I will say this, if you do that, plenty of people will feel like strange about you and violated by the conversation. But there's a numbers game there. Like you will probably find the people who you want to like actually build a relationship with. And then if you're good at that, like next step, like if you're not great at the open, you know, but then you find those people who here are the people I actually want to like be around. Then if you're really good at the like steps after that to build a relationship, that's fine. Then go ahead and do that. But a better probably way to get into that is to just reference where you are. Right. So like, I'm going to be like, uh, Hey, what's up? Uh, have you gone to any of the talks today? Oh, which ones have you gone? No, I don't really do the talks. Oh, what do you do here? How many times have you been to this conference? Have you been here before? Right? Like, oh, yeah. Is it usually, I heard it, somebody was telling me it's usually bigger than this, or mm -hmm. it's usually smaller than this. Oh, you were at the, at the LA one. Like, what do you usually do? Are you usually like a vendor? Like, they're going to start telling you about who they are. Right, like, right. They know what you're asking. They know that you want to get in, right? Like, and you got to, everybody there wants to get to it. Right. Right. That's what they're there for. Right. And not, not to push back against you really or anything, but I like when we uh, have slightly different uh, versions of what we believe could be best. Because uh, I actually would hand hand over the award to you about nurturing relationships, right. especially in business, you, you, really in any yeah, kind probably. You, you use a lot of more like tactics. To yeah. Yeah. I would say the open, at least for me, <laughs> uh, compared to other parts of relationship building within business stuff, the open is like, hey, I mean, that part I can mm. do. Uh, we do a little bit of like wingmanning a little bit sometimes, you yeah. know, in that, like we said, this, this is no so that exception. that dynamic is actually helpful. If you can right. I think that is helpful if you can, yes. for sure. Because if you, if you have chemistry with somebody already, yeah, bringing another third person or third and fourth person in, it, you're, you do what you know already, basically, and right. kind of allow them to jump on in. Uh, but as we talked about this conference, no different than a lot of conferences that I'm sure plenty of people who would watch this have been to that middle school dance kind of vibe. Right. Sometimes there's an icebreaker is needed, you know, just gotta go break it up. and uh, yeah, we'll just, use, I mean, yeah. two, two for two using one move in particular. Yeah. And, so in, in this is a different environment, right? So if it's a two in the afternoon type thing, fair, you wouldn't do this. Good point. But this is actually a great tactic for like, it's loud. It's not like, we're not going to get any quality conversation. Right. Right. Here but I just want to meet people. Like I want to get through it. For the context, we're talking at a place where you need to be about this close to somebody to be able to hear them. We yeah. were at like an after hours kind of like yeah. mixer type of thing. And uh, my move, go to move basically there was like, hey dude, I haven't seen you in forever. And you get in here and they're in. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, you've never I, met you me, know. but I just was looking for a way, you know, uh and you can inevitably they kind of these things so awkward like yeah, I, exactly. I, I always do that because it's so weird 
point to it. They're feeling it. Talk about it. Cut that tension. Yeah. And then that's where you let those other skills kind of come and nurture that relationship a little bit. I think that's where you pick up with that line of questioning. And if, if it's an environment where you can speak and stuff like, right. uh, I think, I think what you were saying is perfect. That is the first impression you want to make with somebody. If you think. can do, if you can use some mechanisms like that and that could be adapted, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could do something like more subtle at the two in the afternoon meetup, you know, that's quiet. You could be like, Oh, Hey, uh, Oh, Have wait. I met you before. Oh, sorry. I thought you were somebody else. Oh, what are you up to? In a weird way. It's like digital like, marketer, uh, right. you know, how they, say take your funnel and imagine it's like a court courtship i guess right. uh similar honestly if you're going to meet somebody even if it's entirely platonic and everything like you, you need to know it's, it's not all that different as like a pickup line really it's yeah. really not that different you just need something to get in there to take the awkwardness away from like i, I just need you to know i wanted to talk to you a little bit you know yeah and uh and once that's happening that's actually not that awkward of a place to operate from it's way more awkward to see somebody across the room and you're like, that might be a valuable contact for me and to sit and like stew on how am I going to yeah, get into happen? their bubble and talk to them? I would say, and I'm going to reference something I said earlier, like, and I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth and say like, don't do awkward opens, try and make them less awkward. Look, make them less awkward than if you can, right? There's some tips, right? Like some just practical, like here's a couple tactics. If they don't work for you, they don't, you know, their pants that those aren't, those pants aren't your size, then don't wear those pants, put on different pants. I don't care. But I will stick with something I said earlier. Volume is important and opens are the biggest barrier, right? Right. So like in a conversation with someone, you know, you want to talk to opening is the hardest part and the biggest barrier. And the thing that will take most of your time, just not doing it. So at the end of the day, if you spend a long time opening, or if you just wait for the perfect open, or you wait for somebody to come introduce you, or you stand around until people come to you, then you're gonna get three, four, five introductions instead of 30, 40, 50. You get 30, 40, 50, you're far more likely to find like the few, the three, the four to five very valuable contacts where you can have. Exactly, it is a numbers game. You don't want a sniper rifle, you want a shotgun. Yeah, especially on the opens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so we're still at events for now. What else? Maybe let's talk a little, let's take the funnel and uh, let's yeah. talk a little deeper in the funnel. Maybe we talked about the open a little bit. We talked about maybe like that, those beginning, like those early on questions, kind of getting to know somebody. What, how do you want to leave somebody? What's the yeah. lasting impression you want to leave on someone who you value as a contact, really business or otherwise, but particularly about business? So this is where I think, I don't know if I'm good at this, but I think that the most valuable skill you can have is like, uh, ability to quickly like label, organize, and prioritize people mm. on the fly. And that sounds awful. Like, let's prioritize people. Let's make some people more important than other people. But yes, I mean, for, for like, to be blunt, that is what you need to do, right? Sure. Like, there's a lot of people there. You know, you're not, you're not going to meet all of them, but you could meet a lot of them. Right. Not every one of them is just as important to follow up with. At the end of the day, if you're in your inbox next week and you have 100 messages going back and forth with people you met at the conference, you, they're probably not all just as valuable as each other. And if you take two days to get back to the one that's really valuable because you're trying to get back to all of them, that's not great. Like you right. need to move forward the most valuable relationships. So as you get talking to somebody, it's like a very quickly, you know, what what is the value for them? What is the value for me? How mutual is it? Like how and then and then also like this is this is where you're like taking in a lot of information, processing it, and trying to figure out like 
how do I file them? And then what do I do about that? While also taking in information about like their vibe, what they like, how to interact with them socially, their social cues. And that's something that comes a little bit more naturally to some than others. But like the most effective way to do this, obviously, is to ask them questions and get them going about what they're talking about. That's like the most friggin' practical relationship and like conversation tip ever is like, oh, questions, right? So I don't really want to cover that. But the better you can get them talking, the more you can take in that information, process it, file them, and then you can start to think about and plan like, all right, what is my next move? Is my next move like I'm going to get out of this conversation and I'm going to be like, yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, like I'll let you know. I'll definitely send people your way if I hear if I hear of anyone who needs whatever, right. you know, like, or am I going to be like, let's get contact information, but I don't want to like get into this further. Or is it like this person is a valuable contact to have. I need to make an impression here and like start to build a deeper relationship. In a word, if I had to take everything you just said and anything else I'm about to add to it, I would say the number one word, most important thing is awareness. You need to have an awareness of like, where am I currently with this person? What are we, are we talking about? Like, we don't have to be talking about the thing that I ultimately want to talk to them about. I'm not saying that, but I need to be aware that like, if we haven't yet, like maybe I plant the seed. I I set the stage for a future conversation for that. You said something off we started that was you a lot of people come to these things and they have like a business card they hand out or they have a yeah. business line they have a business email they give people and it's kind of just the like yep, here you go you too you yeah. too great nice to meet you oh it's wonderful to meet you here's my business then there's another lane of yeah. like real connection maybe it takes a little extra effort maybe it takes a special circumstance maybe it takes a shared experience of a certain kind at an event like this like in live person yeah where you end up in like I normally give my email, but like yes. you, you can text me on my my personal line. Yeah, I would I would say that. So that takes the filing thing, right? Like you right. don't want to try and do what you just said with everybody. Like you don't want to, for lack of a better term, bro down or sis down, whatever. On a business level with you, mm-hmm. with some of them, you almost want to be like. How can I politely be like, we don't really need to be in each other's world at this point. Yeah. Filing, awareness. Yeah. I think we're talking about the same thing. Where do I, where am I with this person and where do I want to be? Yes. Maybe ultimately, but where do I want to be at the end of this exchange? Yeah. At the end of this exchange or at the end of this conference where we're here together. That's an important distinction because if you go too hard to like, I mean, man, what I really want to talk to you is about partnering up on this thing. It's a big deal. Yeah. like that could sound kind of desperate. That could come off a lot of ways that are wrong. Like, yeah. you know, that person might've been inundated with too much of that from other people. Yeah. So there is an awareness level to that kind of thing. You need to have them properly filed away. Yeah. And when it comes to leaving that lasting impression, it's not going to be the same for every person. You might want to spend, if it's an important contact and you've had that open, a certain person you might want to spend an hour growing down with them. Maybe you do. Yeah. You, you, aware be aware read the situation read and react uh trust your instincts as much as you can in that situation people don't have those instincts other people though want to be treated exactly the opposite i would much rather make this a little bit more transactional but like oh no okay like i do get this might be like thing i just want to leave you with this and then i'll let you go enjoy your night you know like cool so nice to meet you see you later this is where i thrive i think is like reading people and like understanding quickly filing them where i want them to be right 
and then reading and understanding like how to get there with them right so so in some instances i realize like how to get them there with them is a certain way and if that's the way um like for example how to get there with them is like oh you got to have like a uh, sort of like a battlefield experience with them right like we're gonna you got to go out and party with them you got to do something it's got to be it's got to get a little crazy with them that's not me i'm not going to do that right? right so then i'm like i i'm going to start to talk to them, build a relationship with them right now now i'm going to hand them back to casey right like because <laughs> that that's that's who's going to give them that battlefield experience not me right and again very good to have that kind of dynamic um other people it's like oh they just want to like get into conversation they want to like talk like like whatever it is if it isn't that kind of battlefield experience i'm like i can deepen a relationship relatively quickly through conversation um and read like when they're ready to not have it deepen anymore um so my goal typically once i've filed somebody under the category of like i would like this relationship to get deeper and stronger you know while we're here at this conference is i want to get to one layer level one layer lower in contact information than where they put most of their business communications, mm -hmm. right? right? So if most of their business communications happen on Skype or on Slack or on email, I want to get into their text messages, right? Like their text messages, and but that's where they communicate with friends. They communicate with their friends through text um, and maybe some business contacts, close coworkers, that kind of thing. It's not like there's no business comm there, but it's mostly friends and most business comm is at some other layer of communication. I want to obviously have that layer. Like, look, I'm not going to bug you on your text all the time. Yeah. You know, they're, I'm mostly going to talk to them on Skype or wherever they want to talk. But I want to have that layer where if I texted them after this conference, they're not going to find it weird. And some of them you get there by having some kind of like party experience. Some of them you get there just by like having a, two or three good conversations throughout the week, whatever it is, right. going to lunch. You know, like it just, there's different, different ways with different people. That's, I think, what. I'm good at, and I don't know how to really verbalize how I do it. Maybe you sure. can, maybe I, I, you I can do verbalize how I do it better than I can, but I know that's what you want to do. I do have a – so last couple of tips on this. One of them touching exactly on what you just said there. What I think some people are tempted to do, especially if they might be intimidated by somebody they respect or, yeah. or think they might want to do business with, you almost want to like read off your resume. No, I'm important. You do want to know me. I yeah. know my things. Something you do really, really well is you are secure in the abilities you have. So you don't uh, just spew them out and state what they are. You ask the questions you want to know about that person and you automatically put those abilities to work and almost try to immediately give them some value right yeah, up front. Yeah, and that true. is, I mean, I, I'll say this, like your hit rate is incredible. It could never be 100%, I don't think. I mean, not to the, the point of like you're crossing a threshold to where they're like, whoa, that was crazy value you just said to me. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the goal, right? But when it does happen, that is like, I mean, that's the time where you go like, leave them wanting more. I think yeah. at that point, they, you just did the thing. And unless they want to continue, you know, you, you're looking for the out before they are. I don't think yes. you want to be, you want to be the person who disengages, I think, typically more off first, more often. Uh, the last little tip I have on this, and then I'll pass it back to you before we move on to the next thing, uh, is last night in particular, we did go to this mixer type of thing. And it's half dance clubby vibe yeah. half like outside balcony vibe still very loud it's very clear anybody who wants to network was out there on like the balcony side yes. of things so again awareness 
be aware of how people have already filtered themselves and don't try to go fishing in like a sewage plant like you know what i mean like go out on the dance floor trying to exactly hey it's really nice to be you yeah what do you do (laughs) don't be that guy don't do it you know even if that person does that's so interesting even if that person's like yeah call business card that's how you know that person's business card means nothing right they don't care about you they didn't even know who you were they're not gonna remember you exactly but the person who would is the person outside on the vows and you kind of stand a little more awkwardly like okay and you come up and you strike up a conversation and do all the things we just said and you absolutely kill it at the conference you're at and this i want to stress to that it's the numbers like last night that tactic of just like hey oh you know just kidding you don't know me that got us like a contact that is i mean we have a sports podcast it's exciting. I'm not going to say anything will come of it. Sometimes sure. you get contacts that are very exciting. Nothing comes of it. Easy come, easy go. Right. But but we have a sports co- podcast, and he's an agent for, like, NBA players, and particularly, like, a very good NBA player. A superstar. Player. Yeah, superstar who podcasts. And he's like, you would most likely be interested in being on your show. Like, he likes being on podcasts. Yeah. That, like, that kind of thing is, like, Man, like, I wouldn't have known to find you. Like, you have to play the numbers game uh, at, at the conferences. Where it's like a high volume networking in a short period of time. It's probably where you're going to be able to most, like, easily recall these types of things because you're going in with a game plan. Yeah. You're trying to be like, how do I want to come off? That's when you watch this episode, and uh, that's how you'll you'll do well at conferences in general. Yeah. But we want to talk about other scenarios. So the second one being targeted approach, targeted kinds of communication with people. Yeah. This could be online, right? This could be, I guess, if you wanted to drive to somebody's location and try to make or at an appointment, yeah. you make an appointment with them and you go to meet them in person. Those right. types of things, right? You may, I, I guess, it's a given that you made the outreach right yeah yeah targeted by you not necessarily the reverse but yeah yeah so there's a there's a principle that i think russell brunson came up with not always the biggest fan of russell brunson's business principles uh but i i have actually applying some of the stuff he says actually it works it will it will bring you much success uh i think he came up with it and it's called the dream 100 you can put any, any number there, dream 10, dream 50, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's essentially like one people, like I got them involved with, it would be huge for me. Needle mover. Big needle mover. So in e-commerce, this might be a celebrity, an influencer. It might be another brand partnering with you, any number of things, right? Oh. Um, so you could write down the brand. This is Ondar brand that I consult with. Uh, we do this a lot. We do influencer partnerships. We do other brand partnerships. And it's huge. It's actually mm-hmm. one of their biggest needle movers, even more so than like Facebook, Instagram ads, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not irrelevant entirely for e-commerce. But for all other business models, software, service, uh, media, company, podcasting, it's even like more relevant. Right. Right. Like Because that's part of the clients. brand, kind of. Yes. Dream 100 clients. Me, Dream 100 podcast their show uh dream 100 like i mean people who you would want working for you if it's a SaaS, right so that dream 100 kind of 
list. That's the principle, right? So that's who we're talking about here, that targeted networking where it's like, here's who I want to meet. I know who they are. They don't know who I am. How do I go about that? Yeah. Right. Um, so this is going to be a combination of like, like digital in person. I don't know how to get into this without prefacing it with like, use these powers for good. Don't be a stalker. You're going to be a little bit of a stalker, but use these powers for good. <laughs> okay. You could definitely use these powers in a real creepy kind of way. Hey, you know, I mean, you're setting the stage here. You better deliver on some superpowers here. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, look, it's nothing nobody, it's nothing that you can't Google and figure out, right? But uh, first of all, I think you want to nail down how much contact information can I gather on this person? Um, so, for like, you know, things like email hunter uh, or hunter.io that you can get their email or you can kind of guess at their email. That's helpful. Uh, LinkedIn, like professional LinkedIn accounts where you can like, get a lot more info on them. Um, that kind of stuff is helpful. Mutual contacts. Mutual contacts and not mutual contacts in the LinkedIn way where it's like, oh, this person's connected to them and this person's connected to me. And most likely neither of us really knows who that person is. Um, but I'm saying, but, but like a really good way to do this. And we actually heard this today. So shout out to, I think, I can't remember who said it, but not my original idea. I'll don't just throw that out there. Not, not IP here. Uh, like looking at, okay, they're big, right? And they're big and they're hard to get to. Who is close to them that's like less big and less hard to get to? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, you know what this reminds me of? This is yeah. like a beautiful mind. Right. Let's, none of us talk to the blonde. None of us talk to the hottest girl. Right. Yeah. It's like the Everybody less talk to the. Talk to all our friends. Talk to her friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to get to the hottest girl anyway, really. Um, and somebody is going to. Right. Um, so I think it, you know, like, yeah, who, who, who's in there, who is in their circle that is easier to get to again, don't be a stalker, but I'm not, I'm going to stop qualifying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the last time I'm going to qualify. We'll just put it on the screen in big letters. Like <laughs> don't, don't be a stalker. Yeah. Don't use these powers for evil. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, try and gather as much contact information as you can on them. Yeah. Um, and try and figure out who actually is in their circle. So then what, what ways do you do that? Um, there's any number. I'd say treat the situation with the respect that you want to treat that person with when you right. do meet them. So respect the situation, respect the approach in a way that you would Try your best. Come at it with a little bit of like, I've thought about this for a second. You know, I, it's nice to meet you. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I, yeah. I've read your book, things like that. I would, and, and I would, I'd, I'd put it this way a little bit. I would say that probably the right balanced way to use these, these tactics for the most part in business is that we would, is, is that you would like use them in a way that when you actually meet this person, yeah, I would think you use them in a way that when you would actually meet this person, uh, you wouldn't be that afraid to tell them, like how you got in touch with them. Like, oh yeah, no, I definitely I saw that. Like, okay, here's a good example: yeah. Nick Shackelford, who's been on the show before. Perfect. People, a lot of people knew I was in his circle for right at that time, right? So people would and they wouldn't be ashamed to tell him, like, oh yeah, I knew John was in your circle. John seemed a little more accessible, so like I kind of wrote down with John and. That's how I got to you. And Nick, Nick would be like, that's cool. That's, I think I, that's, I appreciate your hustle. Exactly. It's respectable with the honesty. You know, you could even yeah. kind of uh, play it up a little bit. Like, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, but I actually did reach out to so-and-so because like, I, I just felt like right. this was a connection that, that was, that would matter to me. And I thought it could be mutual beneficial. And 
I uh, just wanted to, you know, kind of run that by somebody who knows both of us already or th- something like that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I was hoping I would like get this intro. So, right. yeah. Um, the other way is like, you know, find, find out where they themselves are active on social. So especially if this is a personality, like not their assistant, not their team, which socials do, are they using? Right. And there's some ways you can decipher it usually a lot. I will say this. In the business world, a lot of times it's Twitter. A lot of times people are doing sure. their own Twitter. It's less and less sure. nowadays, but that's that's where it is a lot of times. But some people it's Insta, some people it's LinkedIn, whatever. Some people it's like Snapchat still. Yeah. Like that could just be their go-to. You know, or Facebook know. group. Like some people are older and they're like in Facebook groups. That's where they Facebook actually, Messenger. Yeah, that's where they actually are. AIM. Yeah, that's that, like some of them are on uh, MSN Messenger still. I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably AOL. Yeah. Um, that was a fun little breakup in this. but yeah tr- try and figure out which ones are like okay this is them and this is their like team their assistant right and and start to engage with them on theirs now some people are so big they're not going to notice um if they're youtubers that's great right because when they're live if you like live chatting but like so, i mean we do that with some people who do go live on youtube they chat with them whatever their chat is so packed that right you're just not going to get through. So uh, a tip I will give here is uh, like if it were YouTube, you could be a super chatter. Actually just pay to get a message there. Don't be like, hey, I want to meet you. Um, a way that somebody has gotten in touch with me before is they actually just sent me 50 bucks via, via Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, I mean, that got my attention at least. $50 isn't a crazy amount, but it got my attention at least. And it, it was worth me personally reaching out and be like, what the heck what is this hi there yeah so once you're ready to make your move you know just start engaging with them on the platforms that you think they engage on and then you know once you've engaged with them a little bit and you know hey they they might have an idea of who i am it's not like i'm coming to them out of the blue then do something kind of like sending them money or sending them something so i have one more question and feel free to kind of uh, you know take the floor afterwards and, and fill out the rest of this uh this scenario, yeah. uh, but compared to the first one, compared to at a conference, at an event where you meet somebody, is there a difference? And maybe the answer is no, I don't mm-hmm. know. Is there a difference in that lasting impression you ultimately want to leave, leave on them in, from that isolated environment? You aren't going to meet them in a meaningful way and then become part of their inner circle tomorrow. So the biggest thing you need to do once you actually have their attention, you get a little bit of their time and you have a moment to like, you know, whatever it is, impress them or, or be someone who gives, like leaves an impression on them. You want to, the best way to do it is just, I don't count on leaving that impression, right? Like I'm not going to bank on the fact that they're going to be like, that guy was amazing. I gotta, I gotta have more John, right? Like very few people think I need more John in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing I want to do is figure out from them how can we move forward in some kind of relationship, some kind of capacity without any real extra burden or lift on their part, right? So I want to make that it very easy for them to move forward in some kind of capacity for me, uh, with me. So typically what that looks like is I want to be able to do something for them completely. Like it's, it's only going to help them, not necessarily even going to help me, right? Like I want to be able to give them something, do something for them. And I don't want that to take very much effort. Um, that's kind of like, and then a lot of times it's like finding out who is your actual person that can get me on your calendar. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a, an assistant that can actually get me on your couch? Like, how do I actually get into your world? Usually they're going to have some kind of, if they're big, right? They're going to have some kind of gatekeeper to their world. So a lot of times it's like, will you introduce me directly to your gatekeeper? Then your gatekeeper knows I'm important enough to get into your world. Right. Anything else on this targeted kind of meetup, targeted approach to making new business contacts before we move on to the next scenario? Uh, no, I, I mean, then just build relationship over time. Yeah. And that's it, right? Like yeah. relationships take time and experience together. Sure. Okay, so moving on to our third scenario, our third environment, uh, we labeled it random happenstance, something along those lines. You kind of don't expect, it's like an impromptu pop quiz for contact building, let's say. Uh, lay me out some scenarios that would fall into this category. Yeah, I mean, so so this is like you're at a, like a social event that's not work-related, right? You're at... You're, you're at your spouse's company Christmas party and your spouse's company has nothing to do with what you do. Great example. My spouse is a nurse. I don't go to her like medical office's Christmas party and think like, this is going to be a good place to network. You know I'm I mean? going to mine the crap out of this place. Yeah. Get all these con- My Rolodex is going to be friggin' overflowing with all contacts. These, all these nurses, I'm going to know all of them. Dang, if I get sick, I'm going to have that on lock. Yeah, if I, I mean, maybe if I had a babysitter distribution service, right? Like, that would be my that'd be my stomping grounds. Right. right? But that's not what I have. Right? No, no. So that's what I mean. Things like that, right? It could or be just, like a recreational thing. Like, you go to basketball I play a lot of basketball. Exactly. Right? And, yeah, every now and then you meet someone, you're like, oh, this is actually, like, this makes sense. And even by the way they play ball, you might be like, I bet that guy does something. I bet that guy does something cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to know. Yep. So first and foremost, um you should have a good answer for what do you do? Preparedness. Uh, yeah. Well, you, uh, I, and I would say there's a level of like, just start there. Start with that question. Preparedness is great. Uh, I think mental preparedness is huge. And this is probably something you suffer with where you're like, I'm going here and I want to like get in, get out. I don't want to be talked to. Right. And like the perfect contact could rep, like somebody could be like, oh yeah, I actually represent DK Metcalf and I, I represent like all these NFL players. Yeah. They're looking to get on more podcasts and you could be like, what do you, oh, I feel like now I have to talk to you. Right. Like, you, you have, have to, to like, answer that question. What do you do? Tell me about you. Yes. Kind of those catch all types of questions where they're just, they want to know about you. And yeah. it's kind of it, with, with like reciprocity in mind, the kind of law of reciprocity. Yeah. If they actually ask you first and you respond, then it's only polite, respectable, and kind of assumed that you're going to ask, yep. what do you do? You know, and, and maybe that's when you find out that that's they're an important person. But you wouldn't even get to that stage if you don't have the answer. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you have to have a canned answer. Well, I host one of the most premier podcasts in all the <laughs> land. And all the land. We, on our socials, we have a total now of, let me check, let me update, uh, 65.3. Oh, no, 67. Oh, no, it's going up yeah. fast. So basically, you can tell I'm a very important person. Yeah. Right. Like no. yourself. It's not like that. So so I've, I've heard a couple of people, because sometimes what you do is a little bit of a complicated question to answer, um, especially to you, especially to you, right? Um, so so it's easy if you're a nurse, right? I'm a nurse. Everybody knows what a nurse, nurse is. No further explanation needed. Um, but usually if you're doing something with business, with marketing, with 
whatever. It, it is a little bit. Tough. They're asking what makes you different, maybe yes. than like and any other random person. Two things: one, what makes you different? What stands out about you? Or is there something that you do that I'm like, oh, interesting? Let's have a conversation. Don't bury the lead here with me. Yeah, let's have a conversation about that now. Right. Um, that's the first thing they're actually asking. The second thing they're asking is, how do I file you in my brain Rolodex? Right. Okay, so there's two ways to answer this question. Oh, there's more than two ways, but there's two good ways to answer this question if you don't have a good way now, right? So the first one is uh, problem, solution, buy, right? So like, uh, what is the like big problem people have that you're trying to solve? What is your solution for it? And what is like one liner of how you do that? Like, oh, uh, so... You know, uh, there are a lot of people in uh, African third world countries that don't have access to clean drinking water. I bring access to the clean drinking water or drink, drinking water to towns that you know don't have access to it by digging wells because there's a lot of underground water in Africa, right? Like whatever. So uh, that if it's that, that's going to be like a humble brag if that's really what you do. So if it is a humble brag and you don't like doing it like that, which is how I feel, I don't like doing it like that because it, it's like. I help businesses grow by helping them acquire more customers. It just like, it feels too weird to me. You know what I mean? Um, so the other way is some kind of disarming kind of funny way to answer. Mm, love those. Yeah. So ask me what I do. Uh, hey, uh, what do you do? I sling shit on the internet. I love it. I just, or I sell shit on the Here's internet. a million dollars. Yeah, I sell shit on the internet. And people <laughs> are like, okay, what does that mean? What do you sell? Yeah. Uh, mostly human blood and semen, but you know, other stuff too, whatever, whatever yeah. I can sell. Classic. Um, right. So some kind of disarming answer where they're like, ah, oh, that's funny. Like, but then they're like, but now I actually want to know what do you sell? And then you can kind of get into it a little bit. And if they know anything about it, or if there's anything, they're going to try and relate to you now. Right. If they can't relate to you, be like, oh, what do you do? And then you can have a conversation with them. And again, in that environment, they're a person that you're going to file under. Great to meet you. You know, once this conversation naturally comes to an end, I'm going to look for an out. You know, that is that is cordial. Let me ask you this. I think that's not even best case scenario. That's probably pretty normal. Mm. I think it's pretty common if you're somebody who makes a practice of trying to network, try to be proactive about meeting people, especially in these like random environments. Are you seizing opportunities that are popping up? Yeah. This is different than the premeditated versions that we already talked about kind of have to, I don't, I don't mean you have to be on in like a salesy way, mm -hmm. but you have to, preparedness is the word that comes to mind, but it's not perfect. It's, you have to be, you have to seize the opportunity or else it might just flitter by, flutter by. Yeah. Uh, like a butterfly, a flutter by. Flutter, a flutter by. Do you know that's what they're supposed to be called or flutter bys? And that is we that? just confused it and now they're butterflies, which makes no sense. Did you, is that what the internet says or just case, don't look it up. Come on. What, what are you doing? Just believe case. It's real. It's, <laughs> Ruin the bit. Uh, it is true, though. I think that, as far as I know, it is true. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I thought you were just. That was the, that was the bit within the bit. Okay. You weren't in on. We were, that was gotcha. the inception bit. Gotcha. Yeah, so what was I talking about? Uh, you have to be prepared to like seize the moment. So, for those types of people, I think that it's, it's worthwhile for us to mention. It's kind of like being responsible to mention, like, you could pick up on somebody's vibe that, like, like you were mentioning, they might try to meet you. They're going to try to connect with you. Maybe, maybe you're going to actively kind of get a feeling that they're not trying to, because maybe, maybe you're at the, I mean, lawn, who goes, I don't know. I don't go to a laundromat, but if you're yeah. at the bowling alley, they might be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm you know, like 
Come on. And I think that could happen, especially with like those like super awesome, like this is a once in a lifetime. I mean, that is President Obama. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, guys, I do. Hello. And leave me alone. Um, Like, you know what I mean? He's going to get out of there. If I can pull a strike, I'm going to try and get a spare. So uh, 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 I'm going to try and pull as high score as I can. Two questions. When is enough enough? When do you cut your losses and get out of there? And two, and two, and two. When it's a loss, because uh-huh. there's going to be losses in these kinds of scenarios. They're not all wins. You don't always land that valuable contact, especially in those random circumstances where they might be a little bit more uh, right. defensive. How do you keep that? And maybe this is more for people like me. How do you keep that from affecting your confidence in future scenarios that will be similar? Yeah. So if it's like, hey, look, they're not they're not into what like they don't really want to talk to me that much. They are being polite. Like they want out of this. Um just keep hammering away no, until they no, give in, right? I, I will say no? this. Okay. You've already gotten past the hardest part, which is the open. Okay? If they're a highly valuable contact and you're past the open, honestly, it, it, unless you think there's some way, like, oh, I will see them again, right? Like, this is a person I will see again. Sure. Um, if it's a person you could, you'll see again, or it wouldn't be unreasonable for you to get their contact information from whoever your mutual contacts are and circle back with them, uh if you that would be reasonable then you can kind of let it go right um right and the confidence thing because it's probably not your only chance it's not your only chance if it's most likely your only chance and this is like hey this could be a life-changing contact president obama honestly i'm just gonna say shoot your shot let's go right like hey i know you're busy i want to let you get back to your thing but i would be remiss if i didn't ask you this right i would love to do and, and offer to do something for them and do it in a way where it's like, who do I, t- I, I don't want to put any extra work, any extra burden of thought on you. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to have to make some decision right now while you're thinking about something else. I would love to blah, blah, blah. Buy you a very drink. Simple. Make a gesture. Nice buy, gesture. Buy you dr- I would love to get together for 50 minutes with you for you, with you for a drink. Like, do you have an assistant? Can I get on your calendar? I don't want to put any extra work on you right now. Right. Awareness the of the situation. Best way to actually get in contact with you. To, right. I, I just want to you know, you're very interesting and I would love to meet you, right? Like more deeply when you're not in this environment. So to refresh you on the second question, because again, in that vein of this is the one from the lifetime shot, yeah. you do shoot your shot. You go, I just, I can't live it. I got to, even if it's like, since it's not really, I just got to keep, I got to, got to shoot my shot. Yeah. That could, it's less likely to, that's a lower percentage shot. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just is. There's a reason why it feels like a once in a lifetime yep. shot. So it's a lower percentage shot. Again, how do you keep up the confidence to keep shooting your shots in another similar situation? Like, yeah. that was President Obama. Next is this is Martha Stewart. I met the week after, but that Obama thing didn't go great. Maybe I should just not. How, how do you? Because okay. you, you seem to not be a person who struggles with this kind of thing to me, and I more so would be. So, coach I, me. okay. So, I rarely end up having to shoot my shot like that because I just am good at pulling people into conversation with me but not everybody is right like i just drag people in sure you drag me in, right (laughs) but i'm not people to you like you're i but but like let's say it was and i did shoot my shot like i i think that yeah so for me i think the confidence is that it's not like a sport right in this case in many cases businesses are like a sport uh in in this case it's not like a sport it's more like you don't need to shoot a certain percentage here. You could take a hundred shots and hit one and it's going to be life changing. 
Right. If it really is that, like, I can't help but take the shot. Right. That is the right outlook. If you, let's say you got in some crazy situation where you took your shot on everybody on your Dream 100 list. Even the whole idea of a Dream 100 list is that it's a freaking dream. <laughs> yeah, is that it's a dream. Yeah, yeah. Right. So contact number 99 or 100 on there could be life changing. And that's what I'm saying. And, and the thing is, if contact number 99 or 100 says, yes, you shoot your shot, it works. Most likely contact 30 contact. Like it gives you credibility. All of a sudden you have a reputation as someone who is more respectable. Like, oh, yeah, like you shot your shot a bunch of times on Obama, on Martha Stewart. But like, hey, Oprah said yes. And now Oprah knows who you are. And now you do something with Oprah. And it's like Martha Stewart now is like, I don't know, you did something with Oprah. She doesn't even remember you shooting your shot anymore. So that's the other thing right. that gives you confidence is like, if they're that big of a deal that you shoot your shot and they're just like, no, go away, or they give you some kind of fake contact information, never get back to you, like, they won't even remember that. You can shoot your shot again later. They don't remember. I love that. That I, For somebody who would have more anxiety in that kind of situation, that's like an instant relief. Yeah, like they don't know the yeah them is like a very hot girl like you shoot your shot on a very hot, hot girl you're like i could go to wherever she is tomorrow do it again and she won't remember me if somebody's on your dream 100 list you're not on their dream 100 list <laughs> that's the point yeah you're not on their dream a million list they don't, they know, don't know you, you exist yes uh, which, may not even have which is soul crushing in a whole other type of way and we'll we'll yeah. break that down in another episode but maybe, if, but... you, if you if you if you're not in that situation yeah if, if you're not a person who's like, yeah, there's someone, people on my Dream 100 list that wouldn't, be, then why would you be like, you don't need the information that I'm giving you, right? Like you're, you're good. You're good if you are the person on the Dream 100 list of everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Obama doesn't need to watch this video. Sorry, hey, Brock, next time. I know most of our, most of our episodes are pretty relevant to you, but you know, next, maybe just skip this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, John. So that's this is our last scenario. Are there any loose ends you need to tie up before we put a button on this episode? I would say, I, I guess I would ask, like, do you feel like there's anything that I do or we do as a team or has contributed to our, our success in business that I've missed? Oh, man. I mean, there's it, it, when it comes to communication and networking in particular, I think. The only thing that comes to mind, and I mean, you can safe word me if I cross any lines here, but it's already been established. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's almost always a fruit. Sweet tangy balls. Ooh, okay. Those are the same thing as apricots. There, ah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> can on the ground. Uh, looking like a fool with a can. You you don't know that. All right, no. never mind. That doesn't matter. Go on. So I would commend you for something that, again, this is this is a theme of like, this is not easy to do. It takes a certain awareness and a certain like, just a reality of the situation type of mindset. And uh, it is public, so I'm not sharing anything. But, you know, not too long ago, you you and Structured you know, yeah. parted ways. Uh, I think most people that I've heard you speak to that situation about and like, how, how are things going now? Because we're pretty far separated from that now right? Uh, in time. When you, when you talk about the fact that you and Nick are still friendly, still friends, yeah. still communicate on a pretty regular basis, still talk about the same things that you did talk about for the most part, other than like maybe specific accounts. Right. You know, not those things, maybe. Yeah, but do, yeah, the nature about. of your relationship has not changed all that much outside of the very defined role that you used to play there you know yeah. 
again, it's not an easy thing to do. I think it's it's pretty easy to be petty. It's pretty easy to 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 not even be petty, but to in the way that like a breakup, it's easy to remember the bad times. To get yourself through it. Yeah. Right. You almost want to be like, yeah, and, and I'm better off without her. Right. Exactly. Uh, in that scenario in particular, and probably in other ones as well, I mean, any relationship that was worth having is also probably worth trying to salvage. I think that th th this is something that I didn't know that I was good at or that I just naturally did. Um, it, and it comes from it, sometimes it drives people crazy that I, I will be like a debater or I will I'll, I'll be like almost to a fault, try and check my own biases or try and be like, no, that doesn't drive anybody crazy that you're <laughs> everybody loves that. You just like to argue all the time. Uh, but but so like you and my wife were like, I'm out on everybody instruction, all of them. Both of you guys were like that, which I, I appreciated that. Right. Like it, you weren't I mean, like in the moment, in instant reaction. Like, in, I didn't love it. I didn't in, love the news when I heard about it. And, and I think if I would have been like, yeah, then you tell them you guys both might have been like, OK, you know, but like uh, which I, I actually appreciate that support a ton. Right. Like I don't want to downplay that. But I, I don't ever feel that way. Like I separate the action or the company or whatever right. from the person. Business is business. Personal yeah, is personal. McKinsey has a problem with that. Or sorry, my wife has a problem with uh -oh. that outlook of like uh, business is business, you know. But I, I like so so. But for example, it's like I can still recognize in in Nick Shackelford from right. Structured a lot of qualities that I really admire and respect about him and who couldn't honestly yeah and and even in, even in the person maybe who i think had more to do with my release like i can recognize a lot of qualities that i really admire and respect absolutely know? um and, and the same thing like in other relationships fallouts that we've had as well so yeah i don't know if that has to do with this where it's just like i really like try and look for qualities that i respect in people and i think that makes the whole thing networking all of it easier much easier and it does take two to tango sometimes outside of your control when when yeah. things part uh wait i mean weeks because we've had situations like that as well yep. but if your dance partner your ex-dance partner is still willing to dance yeah i don't think it's a particularly good look to say no no thank you right we've had enough of this why well who does that benefit i i still want to surround myself with with the smartest highest level people i can and if that was one of the if i got in with them in the first place because i thought that most likely, I still think that. That's so. exactly what I mean. What has really changed about them? The only thing that has changed is maybe like this kind of instant about what you were doing reactionary wasn't. feeling about the situation, not really about the person. And as you're sitting at home uh, or in your office, wherever you are, you might be listening to this. It might be easy to be like, well, duh, guy. Like, that's not news. But it's hard to feel that in the moment. In the moment, I would say this is one of those things. Like, you almost have to, this is one of those seeds that at least for me, I think it would be harder. You handle it very, you handle those things very well. For me, this is something I'd have to actively plant this seed so that if this situation ever pops up, I already have this to revert back to. I'll never like seek out this kind of advice. It would be too easy to be in that way. You said like, screw her, you yeah, know, screw her. I'm better, better off, off of that. Or... Yeah. And I, and it's, it's similar to like, you know, what do you, what do baseball coaches teach you? You know, when you're out in the field, when you're playing defense, what are you going to do when the ball comes to you? right plan it ahead of time what are you going to do in the ball you need to know where the ball is going right so if that's if that's what you know you have to do in order to react appropriately to the situation that is it yeah i mean not everybody maybe is like that but i know for myself yeah i'm sure for plenty of people that is the case uh so the more kind of mental 
you know, I do think in mental like simulations a lot of times already mm-hmm. uh, without trying to overdo it. But like for those types of things, I'm like that's not a situation you ever really expect to happen mm-hmm. or you hope never happens. Maybe uh, you want to leave on your own terms and everything, you know. Right. Uh, so when it pops up, just, you know, you don't want to be the guy, you know, like, oh, I want to know is who's coming with me. You know, like that's not a good look. You don't want to be that guy who makes a big scene and you can never you can do more damage than the other person did in actually set or seemingly severing a relationship you can do a lot more damage by making sure that's an irreparable bridge you all know the, what i mean you don't want to do bridges that. does is cut off routes yeah you know and i just i don't know i i am i may be overly cautious of that but i don't do it i try not to do it if i can avoid it um yeah i would say that if i were to wrap up like and kind of say like hey is there anything really important about all this i think a lot of what i'm talking about is predicated on you having the skills, abilities, confidence, and, and capabilities to actually help someone, right? right. And, and then if you do, the best way to help someone, I'm going to steal a line from Frank Kern here. The best way to show someone you can help them is by actually helping them, okay? So sure. I just make that the goal of all of my relational transactions. You really do. The best way to show someone I can help them is by actually helping them. And if I show them I can help them, they will want to work with me. And if they want to work with me, that would be huge for me. Okay. So all I have to do is help them. And all I have to do is make Casey go be the battering ram and get me in the door. Right. Let's go, boy. <laughs> uh, those are some great parting words, parting shot. Uh, I think that's going to do it. I, I couldn't ask you possibly to try to wrap it up better than that. I specifically did love the all that Burning Bridges does is eliminate routes. Rewind it. Listen to John say it, not me. 